0: Good
1: morning, everyone, and welcome to a special edition of the Crunch Time Sports Advantage Network, and let's get right into it. So the Panthers, about 24 hours ago, made a blockbuster move to go up to number one, trading their ninth overall pick, a late second round pick that they had in a uh, trade, their next year's first 2025, a second-round pick. I believe there's another second-round pick in there. And wide receiver DJ Moore, all to go up to number one to the Chicago Bears. And coming out of the combine, what we were told by people that cover the Bears, that their GM wanted to get this trade done before the start of the new league year. So we weren't surprised that the Bears made that trade. We were absolutely blown away
0: that that trade came about with the Carolina Panthers taking them outside of the
1: top four. Because one of the things that we heard was that the Bears wanted to stay inside of the top five to guarantee themselves one of those two premier players on defense, Alabama's Will Anderson Jr., Jalen Carter. Well, we all know that the news came out
0: that Jalen Carter was involved in some drag racing that
1: contribute in some shape, form, or fashion to the death of... Um, two people, including one former teammate and a um, staff member there for the University of Georgia. Carter was arraigned on two misdemeanors in the state of Georgia. That's very important. And we will see if that is adjudicated prior to the draft. Now, talking to a couple of Bear insiders, the McClellan Classic family that own, owns the Bears
0: have absolutely set the Carters pretty much off of their draft board as of this moment. The character
1: risk and what is involved, he's basically a no-go. So that allowed the Bears to drop down as far as they did. Now, the team that we heard while up in Indy was – The Indianapolis Colts
0: wanted to move up to number one. The Panthers blew them away with this offer.
1: They went back to both the Bears, went back to both the Colts and the Raiders. Said, hey, can you guys top this? They didn't. And the Bears pulled pulled the trigger. Now, let's talk about what this means
0: for the Chicago Bears. The Bears now sit with
1: 10 picks overall in this year's draft at this moment. Four of those picks inside of the top 100 picks. Pick number nine, two picks in the second round, pick number 53 and pick number 61. And then another pick at the top of the third round, pick number 64. Could you imagine if they would have kept that second-round pick instead of having Chase Claypool right now? You could have gotten DeAndre Hopkins with that second-round pick and had a much better upgrade at the wide receiver position. They didn't. Now, what does this mean for the Bears? The Bears will go into free agency now knowing exactly what kind of draft compensation that they have at this moment. They know that they have, like I said, four picks within side of the top 100. They also have a couple of fourth-round picks, a couple of fifth-round picks, and then two seventh-round picks. So, GM Ryan Poles, Has some draft capital both this year to make some moves to help upgrade this roster. And when you're picking at the top of the draft with your own pick, you know that you didn't have a great year prior. Now, let's talk about what the Bears could potentially do with some of those picks and almost $100 million in cap space. The first target. If I'm the GM of the Bears, I'm calling Orlando Brown and I'm giving him not the biggest deal that an offensive tackle has ever gotten, but I would get pretty close because object number one is to find out if Justin Fields is the quarterback of the future for the Chicago Bears, and I'll get to that in just a moment. Now, let's take a quick peek at what did this trait allow for Chicago to do in future years? Well, if
0: you think about it, the Chicago Bears now have two first-round picks next year.
1: If Justin Fields is not the quarterback that they
0: believe him to be, they now have the same compensation that
1: Philadelphia had coming into this draft. If Jalen Hurts wasn't going to be the quarterback that would take a leap, the Philadelphia Eagles were prepared to move up as far as they had to, to go get their starting quarterback. Chicago has now given themselves that same capability. If they don't see the progression from Justin Fields this year, they can now move up in next year's draft to draft either Drake May out of North Carolina or the reigning Heisman Trophy winner out of Southern Cal, Caleb Williams.
0: What does this mean for Justin Fields? It means that the team there in the Windy
1: City is committing to him for the next 17 games. And that's all it means. Doesn't mean that they're sold on him. It doesn't mean that they're down on him. All it means is Justin Fields is going to have an opportunity to show that he can be potentially the franchise
0: quarterback for the Chicago Bears. Now, the wide receiver, more
1: I mean, let's call it for what it is. He's a number two wide receiver. I've heard a couple of people say, oh, the Bears now have their number one wide receiver. No, they don't. They have a nice complement of wide receivers. DJ Moore is a number two. Chase Claypool and Darnell Moody are at best threes
0: and fours. Cole Commit is a solid tight end. But I would ask this question to
1: Chicago Bears fans. If I told you you had DJ Moore as your number two, DeAndre Hopkins as your number one, Darnell Moody now as your number three, Cole Commit as your starting tight
0: end, would you like that lineup just a little bit better? I think so. Now, now, I mentioned what they could potentially
1: do with some of this salary cap space. Let's get right
0: right down to it. Chicago Bears have now,
1: and we're here Saturday morning, about $75 million in cap space
0: because now you've absorbed DJ Moore's contract. And you're sitting on about
1: oh, let's say twenty two and a half million dollars in debt cap. so your your financial flexibility is still as good as it was uh, twenty four hours ago. You have additional draft capital. Now, when I start looking at some of the free agents that the bears could potentially go after I already mentioned left tackle Orlando Brown
0: if you don't want to pay that much for Orlando Brown which he'll be 28 going into next season so he's under 30 and I think would be a good fit if if You don't want to go there. I would go straight
1: to Donovan Smith, the former left tackle for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
0: He's right at 30. So could you do a four-year deal with him? Sure. And
1: feel like you're going to get some good blindside protection for Justin Fields? I certainly would I w- certainly would do that.
0: Now, when we look at that defense in Chicago, you're going to need
1: and, and everybody calls this differently, but I'm going to call it the way I grew up calling it in that old Tampa 2 defense, that under defensive tackle that 3 technique And when we talk about three techniques, we're talking John Randall when he was there with the Minnesota Vikings, Hall of Famer Warren Sapp with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and now maybe the best that we've ever seen in Aaron Donald there with the Rams.
0: Somebody who can give you that pressure from the interior guard and
1: center gap, the A-gap, and be able to absolutely wreak havoc. Now, are you gonna find that in free agency? Those guys are are hard to come by, so let's see
0: where can the Bears make some additional improvement. Could you look at going with, and I'm just looking through um, some of the defensive guys. You know what? Now,
1: he's not your three technique, but he could be your one technique. And I would go in division, and I would pay Dalvin Tomlinson, 29 years old you could probably get him on a really good contract. He already knows the division, which can work in your benefit, and he could absolutely help your interior defensive line. The other name that I would absolutely go ahead and... I'm not going to say break the bank, but if you're going to have that one... um what we call Bloomingdale's um, signing, and that's day one. As soon as the new league year can start, you can you can sign guys. Philadelphia Eagle, uh, Javon Hargrave. Now, he is 30. But if I can put those two guys on the interior of my defensive line, Hargrave and Tomlinson, I've now addressed a
0: significant weakness on my roster. And I've been asked um this on Twitter well, why not um a defensive end like uh Frank Clark. I want to get more bang for my buck
1: and Frank Thomas, I mean, I'm sorry, Frank Clark, Frank Thomas, (laughs) Frank Clark is a fantastic, um, edge rusher. He's going to probably want to go to a contender. So if I can get, like I said, Hargrave. And if I can get Thomason, I've now shored up the interior of my defense, my defensive line.
0: Now I'm, If I'm the Bears, I'm still going to look for an edge guy. And I don't want to overpay for one. So as I'm just scrolling through here, don't really see an edge guy that I want to, that I would want to commit major free agency dollars. So, you sure up the interior,
1: and then you can draft one or two defensive ends to give you that outside pass rush. Now, looking at the cornerback position, which is something that I definitely highlighted, could you go with a Shaquille Griffin from Jacksonville? who's only 28, had a rough year, but
0: could definitely maybe come in and help at the cornerback spot? Or would you look at a Ronald Darby from the Denver Broncos,
1: 29 years of age, been a very productive corner for
0: a long time in this league? You hit a name, James Bradbury.
1: I I don't know if I want to want to go that route. I mean, he is thirty years old, but I would want to look to maybe be just a little bit younger. And I think Bradbury is going to cost way more than what you're going to want to give up. Here's one other name that I would I would probably look to go after. And that's cornerback Cameron Sudden from um, the Pittsburgh Steelers. 28 years of age, so on the right side of 30. Probably not going to have to break the bank to sign him, but could be
0: in a very good spot there for um, the Chicago Bears.
1: So, We've kind of talked about what this means for Justin Fields. We've talked about what this means for the Chicago Bears.
0: After this quick commercial break, let's talk about what it means for the Carolina Panthers.
1: And we're back, and let's get into... The trait that has absolutely rocked all of us in the draft and analyst uh, community, and that is the Carolina Panthers making the trade with the Chicago Bears to go to number one. In the last segment, we talked about what it meant for um, Justin Fields, the quarterback of the Chicago Bears, and the team really going to give him a, a much better opportunity to be evaluated Uh, This coming season, we talked about what it allows the Chicago Bears to do, not only this year, but next year as well. Now, let's talk about the Carolina Panthers and what it means for them as far as what they want to get done. The Panthers absolutely knew that sitting at number nine, they were never going to get... um, The opportunity to draft one of these top two quarterbacks. And I'm going to say top two quarterbacks, and that meaning Bryce Young out of the University of Alabama, CJ Stroud out of Ohio State. So when you know that you don't have that opportunity, and this is the only time that this is sanctioned in my eyesight, when you believe that there is a quarterback available in the draft that can can be your franchise quarterback you do what you got to do to go get him and the panthers absolutely did that so let's take a look at what that left the carolina panthers as far as a draft compensation standpoint
0: the panthers still have six picks in this draft of course the number one overall pick
1: A very early second round pick at pick thirty nine because they gave up pick sixty one so that was very significant that they didn't have to give up pick thirty nine as far as in this um in this draft they also have a third round pick pick ninety three two fourth round picks pick one fourteen pick one thirty two
0: and then a fifth round pick pick one 45 So Carolina Panthers you now
1: have your choice of which two top quarterback of these two top quarterbacks you want Now the betting market right now is all over that being CJ Stroud quarterback out of Ohio state
0: would not rule out them still selecting Alabama quarterback Bryce Young. Now, we know the profile of the type of quarterback
1: that Frank Reich, the head coach of the Carolina Panthers, have worked with. When he was with the Chargers, he was around Phillip
0: Rivers, well over six foot three, 200 plus pounds. When he was with Philadelphia, Carson Wentz, once again, over
1: 6'3", over 220 pounds. Nick Foles, over 6'3", over 200 pounds. If you're starting to pick up on a pattern here,
0: I still got more. Indianapolis, we saw the type of quarterback profile still continue that. But it really comes down to who is the ultimate decision-maker there in Carolina. Because the owner is going to have a major say in who is the quarterback for this team. Because if David Tupper... Who is still in SEC territory? I know it's in North Carolina, but he 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 recognizes that he's still close to SEC territory. I mean, they're right there in Charlotte. Not that far from South Carolina, Tennessee. Areas that where some of your fans are going to be traveling to,
1: they're from SEC territory, not so much the Big Ten. And if you don't think that money comes into play,
0: especially in a pick like this, think again. Because these owners are in this. To not only win,
1: but to make money off their investment in buying on one of these teams,
0: and I'm not saying that you can't sell tickets with C.J. Stroud because I think he's a fantastic
1: quarterback and a fantastic talent. We'll talk about that more as we get deeper into the draft
0: process. Bryce Young is a former Hosman Trophy-winning quarterback. The last time the
1: Panthers picked at number one, they drafted a Heisman Trophy-winning quarterback, Cam Newton, out of Auburn University. Now, the Panthers, their roster is light now. Now, defense is still really good, and we'll we'll start to... um, pick apart what the Panthers are going to do as far as um, what they'll be able to do because they're sitting a tick below $23 million in cap space. Now here's the thing that is not, not very gnarly and that is $48
0: million over the cap. Ooh, not good. Now, Could this team uh, free up some cap space?
1: Absolutely. Will it create some more dead cap? Absolutely. Now I expect um, this team to re-sign um, their talented pass rusher Brian Burns um, to lower that that um, base salary he has of sixteen million. Also, expect this team to
0: probably make shaq thompson a post yeah they're probably gonna make him a post june 1st cut probably
1: gonna save them uh, depending on the numbers roughly about 13 million i mean give or take uh, yeah, it's going to create some dead money, but you're you're looking to
0: to quickly rebuild. Now this team has got to find some wide receiving help, but as far as their defense, and
1: Bears fans, I I want to turn this back back over to you for just a moment. Don't just assume that that Carolina pick is going to be a top five pick that you're going to inherit for them being so horrible next year. The Carolina Panthers play in probably the worst division based on what we saw last year. Tampa Bay doesn't have a legitimate starting quarterback Kyle Trass is basically their number one right now. Atlanta has Desmond Ritter. And the Saints have Derek Carr. Derek Carr did not light the world on fire because if had he done so, he'd still be the quarterback of the Las Vegas Raiders. So this team could, let's just say, win seven games next year. If this team wins seven games next year, you're looking at that pick being somewhere in the mid-teens instead of a top-ten pick. That changes the valuation of of that pick once once we play out next year's season. But now as far as what the Panthers are going to be looking at, we know that they're drafting the quarterback number one. Okay, no worries. We we fully expect that to, to be the case. Offensive line, not bad. I would not be at all surprised, and we're not talking in the first couple of rounds, but, but later in the draft, for them to add a really talented young running back to put on this roster. And this wide receiving core, as far as coming out in the draft. It's not a great wide receiving uh, draft. So could you find a wide receiver there with your second round pick? Sure. I mean, you're picking at the top of the second round.
0: I expect there to be a wide receiver there. If not, you can still
1: get a really talented tight end and pair up with your your
0: young quarterback. Ask Patrick Mahomes, how much does he love working with Travis Kelsey right now? Tom Brady had Gronk. Man, a really great tight end.
1: It's almost better than having a number one wide receiver, especially from the cost standpoint, because look at the contracts you're having to give out for number one wide receivers or guys who you project to be number one wide receivers. You're talking well well over 20 million a year. Elite tight ends, maybe half that. So look for the Panthers to address offensive side of the ball, both in free agency and in the draft. Don't expect them to go after any significant big names because I don't think there's a lot of big names for them to go after. But they now have the number one overall pick. Fully expect that to be a quarterback. And here in about 46 or 47 days, we expect that name to either be Bryce Young from Alabama or C.J. Stroud. Thanks for listening to the Crunch Time Sports Advantage Network as we did this emergency um, podcast to talk about the Panthers going to number one with that blockbuster trade, what it meant for Justin Fields, what it meant for the Chicago Bears, and what it is going to mean for the Carolina Panthers as they look to reset their clock, new head coach, new quarterback. For my team here at the Crunch Time Sports Advantage Network, our senior handicapping and expert Billy, our senior insider,
0: Ms. Summer. This is Kenneth signing off. Have a great rest of your weekend. Talk to you soon.